0: Commencing Operation Confrontation. As our host dives into today's comics, you will sense a theme. Every made up character appears to confront their inner demons and their nemesis, which completes their character arc journey. Something I wish our host would eventually do. How long can two old humans pretend to be robots on a podcast for?
1: Or, uh, uh not pretends.
0: What are you doing here again? Get out, or I will seek my cassettes on you.
1: Oh no! Why, Universe, hates Waspinator? Oh, no.
0: Let's tune in to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, where we are currently recapping the events of the Transformers IDW 2005 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my co-host here. Hi, I'm Killabyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Lost Light Volume 4, at least issues 19 to 24. As always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read the comics, then... Come listen to the show. We also have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time. Now, Kilo, I've heard something about what we're going to do at 500 subscribers. We might have the person who wins decide a character for one of the upcoming D&Ds as one of the NPCs. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. So hopefully we get the 500 soon. Yeah, that'd be great. Now moving us along. Kayla, do you mind giving us the facts and I'll give us some trivia? we
2: Will do. There are six comics. The first one being the 19 was released July 4th, 2018. And issue 24 was released September 26th of the same year. Now, the writer is James Robert and art by E.G. Sue, Casey Culler, Jack Lawrence and Brendan Cahill with colors by Joanna LaFuente.
1: Fantastic for Trivia issue 20, though the colors make it hard to spot, artist Casey Color drew the head of Saber, the smaller robot who forms the core of Star Saber in victory toy and fiction appearances inside Star Saber's bisected vehicle mode, though the details were added by color rather than requested in the script if taken at the vase, face value. It implies that the IDW version of Star Saber was a load bearer wearing a suit of enhanced armor. And while nothing on the page implies it, it notably states that Tyrus' previous choice for the duly appointed Enforcer was also a load bearer in armor, aka Ultra Magnets. I feel like few, though. To be fair, there was Stakeout, right? He said he was a duly Enforcer and Fortress Maximus. So are Mm. they just going to forget those two?
2: Ew, maybe they're all load bearers and we just didn't get to check those out
1: maybe not issue 21 on the final page Megatron's fusion cannon is drawn as a square four-sided cannon in subsequent issues it is instead drawn as a triangle three-sided cannon the three-sided cannon is a nod to transformers animated where the transformer where the Megatron in that series also had a three-sided cannon
2: that's pretty cool
1: yeah Yep, there wasn't a lot of nod to animated in this show run. Yeah. Yeah. Issue 22, chapter, is called Return of the King, which is also the name of the third book in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Bunch of nerds. (laughs) Issue 24, when Rodimus gives his big speech towards the end, he uses the term referencing, respectfully, intelligence, strength, courage, skill, firepower, rank, speed, teamwork, and cooperation, which are all terms used on text that were included on Transformers packaging art. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I didn't even know that until I... I no, know, I, I just had thought it comments. was,
2: you know, a little cool.
1: Yeah, it was a very inspiring speech, but we'll get yeah. there. Kilo, do you mind giving us the summaries?
2: We'll do. Team Rodimus and the Scavengers reunite with former friends just in time to deal, deal with a Spark Eater attack orchestrated by Getaway. At last, Rodimus versus Getaway. Back on board the Lost Light, our heroes are caught up in the Grand Architect's mad plan to save the universe. As the wrath of the Functionist console is re- unleashed upon the universe, our heroes reunite with Megatron and learn that among both their friends and their foes, not everyone is who they appear to be. The honest to Primus true history of the Guiding Hand in all the earliest days of Cybertron is revealed at last as our heroes square up to save the universe. And finally, with 12 matrices in hand, our heroes must embrace the best parts of themselves if they want to use them to stop the Functioners Council once and for all in the penultimate chapter of their adventure. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki.
1: Fantastic. And as always, special shout Patreon to help support the show. Thank you so much. Shall we get started? We shall. Fantastic. Picking up where we last left off the Lost Lighters, it's Raining Spark Eaters. Hallelujah. That's how the human song goes, right?
2: Yes, but I don't think they're praising that they're getting attacked by Spark Eaters, <laughs> Onyx.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, tomatoes, tomatoes, right? Anyway, Grimlock arrives and does what he does best slashing. But a few survivors, such as First Aid, Thunderclash, drop down some exposition. Old time favorite scene is when the baby is asked about her whereabouts, and Ultramagnus is like, nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, that was pretty Killer, good. do you mind explaining what in Kaon is going on here?
2: Well, Grimlock escaped the Scorponok, uh, Scorponok's ship when we last saw him, and he managed to get rescued by First Aid, Thunderclash, and the, it's pretty much the group that escaped getaway. In in the more than meets the eye volume two, I want to say, or lost light volume two, not more than meets the eye, lost light volume two, and they arrived on the planet because they they heard a signal, uh, an Autobot signal, I think it was asking for help, and so they 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 showed up just in time to deal with some spark eaters, but there's something else going on. There's a bigger ship. I mean, the lost light. It's still out there,
1: and it's attacking the team as well. Dun, dun, dun. And what was your thought on one of the big twists that Tyrus, who we last saw was looked absolutely dead, returns? And -hmm. eventually we see Scorpionok and also Getaway and Star Saber. Looks like all the bad guys are working together. Um, What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, When I saw Tyrus, because... Getaway says he's a ghost and I'm like, oh maybe I don't know why maybe Getaway is hung up because of Med- is trying to please him so that he gets euthanized. So I'm like, ah oh, Tyrus is here. He, he just probably has some things that he needs to deal with and so I didn't really think much about it until eventually they do show that he is there and he's 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 still alive and I'm like, uh, I guess <laughs> uh, Star right. saber was fun to see again. Uh, especially he has a battle with Cyclonus doesn't last long but it was yeah it was we'll a,
1: get there we'll get there
2: it was a fun interaction with them I kind of threw me by surprise because I thought he was farther away but then seeing Grimlock appear I guess they could have just been closer
1: <laughs> well they they explain a little bit they use this thing called a warden which is kind of like a a loophole not loophole a wormhole through space and time so I guess they could have traveled through time to make it appear they arrived there at the same time. You know, oh, time true, wavy, yeah. hand wavy kind of stuff. Yeah. Eventually, first aid and brainstorm solved the sparky issue. And eventually, and then after that, a brawl breaks out with Team Ronimus versus Team Getaway. Were there any favorite fights that you enjoyed? Like, I think you mentioned the Cyclonus versus Star Saber. One of my favorite, of course, involves Grimlock throwing his sword at the giant red scraplet for the whole purpose to get Ultra Magnus to shut up.
2: That was very good. I, Ultra Magnus in this in this issue or like in the, in this volume is so good. Just because yes. he's he's pretty much the audience where like things just are not adding up, don't make sense. He's like, this doesn't make sense. This is th- th- all you're saying is nonsense. and it's like that's how the audience feels at sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. Like he it. played like the I think the humans use straight man.
2: Yeah, and I and I love it. I love it all. Yeah, I do like the the scene. It feels almost kind of like the the war star scene at the at the sewage
1: disposal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It it's a that subtle vibe. nod to the Christmas special. Mm,
2: yeah. Yes. Yes. I at the end. Yes, it, it does link up with that. Uh, and then the Cyclonus and Star Saber fight was pretty good. Not because it's a long fight. It's just it's kind of quippy. They're they're both in their alt mode, and and Star Saber is like, I'm glad you're running away. That way, you know, I can fight you one on one. And then Cyclonus just kind of does a U-turn and slashes him in half, and it's like done. Like,
1: yeah, it's a very. It wasn't even scene. a fight,
2: <laughs> so it was, was kind of cool.
1: And we absolutely cannot not talk about the final scene of Rodimus and Getaway. Halo, do you mind telling us about this hot scene, especially when the the heat burns off Rodimus's paint? Yes.
2: So after somehow Scorponok being there and not being there because he he was holding. Rodimus down and he was ready to kill him and somehow he just kind of vanishes. Getaway and Rodimus finally have their one-on-one battle. And Getaway being Getaway, he kind of uses cheap tactics and ends up having two rods that if they're struck together, they will explode. And so that he's like I'm going to take you down with me and, and you know, I'll go my way and I'll take you down with me. And so after talking a bit and Rodimus trying to can I get to understand what Getaway was doing? And Getaway is like saying, you're not better than me. We're still the same. You did all this for yourself. Cyclonus appears and stops Getaway just in time before he 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 connects the rods, but he decides to finish it his own way. And he had activated the furnace. And so he decides to go into the furnace to put himself offline. But Rodimus has a change of heart and kind of understands. He, he went through this character change. He decides to go after Getaway. And going into the heat, his new color scheme fades away, returning to his old Autobot color scheme self. He, he 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 went through the change and he accepted Getaway. He's no longer seeking to kill him. And he managed to pull Getaway's corpse out of the, the furnace, which was, yeah. it was, it's a very emotional scene. Like especially yeah, when is. he's walking with his corpse and the flames in the back. Oh, so good.
1: Well, he's not a corpse yet. He was only passed out, and when he comes to, he sees Primus himself, knowing that he has been chosen to be the next Prime. But Kilo, (laughs) not as everything as it seems, is it?
2: No, I thought it was Medirate the first time I, when I was reading it, I thought it was Medirate playing with him, but it ends up being the Scraplets, the Scraplets that were attacking the team.
1: Yeah, I thought that was the best way he could have been killed.
2: Yeah, it was an... Directly involved by Rodimus, I like the whole character arc for Rodimus there at the end, where he kind of accepted getaway and he kind of got over yeah. the whole vengefulness and
1: exactly, and it was
2: very good. Well, Kayla,
1: that's not the biggest reveal, is it? A giant rift appears and a Geo bomb is on Metairie. And I enjoy the quip Rodimus and Crankcase have where Crankcase is like, this ship handles like a dream as they're trying to escape. And Rodimus says, you can have it. Crankcase is like, really? And then Rodimus, being usual Rodimus, is like, no. Times like these, I say the first thing that comes into my head. (laughs) But then they get pulled in eventually into the rift. And now we have five Cybertrons. Five brand new Cybertrons. At this point, did you have any theories when you were reading the comics?
2: At this point, no, I was I was trying to decipher who the architect was. And there's a bunch of world sweepers ready to fight our little crew as well. And they kept talking about the the architect. And so at one point I was like, is this going to be a Megatron? Uh, The Megatron that was left behind and he somehow came back to the future and he's been planning a whole thing, not necessarily in a bad way, but him being a decepticon previously you know he would have access to these world sweepers and he could he can you know f- use them for the good he was trying to do or his mission but i didn't think it was going to be a way for him to attack Cybertron or restart the million war again or the other thing i had was i was it was Rodimus uh, a version of Rodimus that saw an event happen in the future and then he he went back and now he's trying to kind of fix it all that and so they eventually they would meet up and it would be another version
1: of himself interesting theories i'm not against them but eventually the grand architect beams up the lost lighters not just team rodimus anymore because rodimus has finally decided to be a good captain and said no it's all of us or none of us Which is what a captain should, unless, you know, it's going down with your ship, then you should, you know, abandon (laughs) ship. Okay, it's not the best, (laughs) you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the best thing to stick to. But in this case, sure. Yes, it works. uh, What were your thoughts on the god gun that was described about the five Cybertrons? Like, they use it to harvest... I don't know what, but it creates a giant weapon that can be used to fight an ancient evil or whatever evil. That set felt to me, at least, like a last-minute inclusion for this plot. Mm.
2: I I I thought it was gonna be something to use against Unicron because we've we've, we're being teased with Unicron, right? And so I thought this was. I thought this was kind of like the introduction to the final chapters of the continuity, and the, the Lost Liars would be the first ones to fight Unicron. Uh, it kind of seems a little bit far fetched where the whole planet is used, uh, but I do yeah. like that they say that uh, the, the original Cybertron couldn't be used because of the war and everything got damaged. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, I guess they, they get a little pass there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the Grand Architect. Sorry, it's really hard to say that word because I, I hear a lot architects suck from a certain YouTuber. I'm not going to say who, but you know, a real eng- real civil engineer out there. <laughs> wow. I'm, uh, their stuff is great. Go watch it, it's hilarious. Anyway, in another splitting twist that I bet you did not see is coming, pharma is back. Thoughts.
2: I should have seen it coming because everybody comes back. There's nobody dies in these comics. All the villains come back. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I, I was like, wait. I thought because when I saw Tyrus, I was like, wait. I thought he was dead. But then, and then I'm like, no, no, no. The one that gets pulled is Pharma. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, I
2: guess somebody, I guess somebody healed him, and now he's back. (laughs) Right. Which technically makes sense because his body take gets taken over so it, it could have been he could have been healed right it, it, there was no yeah. nothing it, to say it, he wasn't
1: eventually the architect is someone else and we'll talk about that later but they kind of like force their consciousness into Pharma and they rebuild anyway yep. another spoiler is Megatron comes through the portal and he has returned aboard an exact replica of the lost light but it's called the last light And it's purple on the inside, everywhere, because it's a nice color. Don't diss it right now. He's definitely a purple person. Anyway, nice. But he's being chased by Primus himself. The same one we see from the series called Transformers Cybertron. But Kilo, what is the twist with this Primus? Well, this Primus was
2: created by the Functionist Council. So it's not... The this, Cybertron was never a, a giant robot. They turned it into a giant robot and then they merged with Vector Sigma so they could bring their change to the universe quicker since the Luna one was destroyed. And so they've been controlling a giant transformed Cybertron, calling it Primus.
1: Yeah. Very classic, I <laughs> very say classic
2: that. functionist. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bigger weapons. Anyway, yeah. uh, would you like to take a quick ad break?
2: Yeah, I need, uh, I need some injects.
1: Okay, let's go get that. Enjoy these ads.
3: Hey, all lifeforms. This is Hypebeam here, and I have a message for you. I am at your local Dino King, and Beryllium Baloney Dinobot Nuggets are back. That's right, for a limited time only, you can purchase Beryllium Baloney Dinobot Nuggets. Made from the freshest minerals, both lightweight and strong alkaline earth metals, you know it has everything you want. Each nugget is formed into adorable chibi dinosaur shapes.
0: Oh,
3: hi, I didn't see you behind me in line. Uh, yeah, just a click. I'm thinking out loud. Hmm, beryllium baloney Dinobot nuggets are delicious, and also, for a limited time, when you buy one box, you can get a second one free. That's two for the price of one. What? No. I think you're full of salami. Nope, I'm full of beryllium baloney. You two caused me torture because you will not order. Wait, wait, I, I didn't read the rest of the menu yet. Are you serious? Raspinator needs his
2: bango nuggies.
1: And welcome back. And we get yet another reveal. And we talked about this a little bit. Pharma is not just Pharma. He is also Adaptus. See, when Pharma went through that portal, Adaptus, one of the guiding hands, placed his mind inside his body and went through the name, went by the name, The Grand Architect. Confused at this point? Why not? But we get a call back, um, moving us along faster and faster because, you know, Time is money. Money is time here. <laughs> uh, back in pre-Dark Cybertron, Megatron mentioned he always wanted to be a medic. Back in that scene with um, Ratchet was repairing Megatron. Well, his fusion cannon isn't a weapon that, he, that we see here that he's holding. It's a medical case, which I think was a nice nod.
2: I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like once I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's the nod from when he said he wanted to be a a, a medical bot. I liked it. I liked it a lot.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And Kilobyte, we're going to flip back and forth here because that's what these comics do. Back to the Adaptus whole debacle, which makes more sense the less we think about it. (laughs) It's to tell us the guiding hand really is, but not everyone remembers who they are or were. Do you mind telling us who is who?
2: Yeah, so Adaptus is has taken over Pharma's body and he knows who he is, but the necrobot was sincere. Tyrist is Solomus. The bauble that Nico is holding. The is, The Magnificence is Epistemus. And Rung is Primus.
1: Dun dun dun. Oh hail the useless one. All hail the useless one. What a twist. What did you think of this twist? <laughs>
2: I liked it. I think it was, it was pretty interesting and cool how they did it because these are characters that we've already all met and we've, we have some history with them and then it, it, it gets twist on us and they're like, Hey, these have all been the guiding hand is it's just, they, they forgot who they were. I'm like, Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. So we have some gods walking among bots. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. And well, anyway. That's cool and not confusing in any way, such or form. But Adaptus (laughs) and Solomon end up killing each other in front of everyone in a poof of dust because Pharma and Adaptus are arguing internally and they end up, you know, cutting to the chase, mind the pun. Odd, but now we finally got to deal with the fake planet-sized Primus threatening the universe.
2: Yeah, that that fight was kind of like, really? You're going to... Because they're all angry because Adaptus uh, erased their memories because he created a Nemo surgery weapon uh, from Luna 1, and he shot it towards Cybertron, erasing everybody's memories. So that's why none of them remember who they are. But then Rong is the one that took most of the blunt from it, and he forgot everything about himself and who he is.
1: Yeah, and it slowly becomes realized too wrong because he always recovers from every incident. And we kind of see this, right? Because he's had his head blown off. He's had he's lost limbs. He's always been a survivor of a crash. And that's why they call him Primus the self-healing.
2: Yeah. I, although the head one, I, I for me, it's kind of like a gray area because we've seen other bots get decapitated and they come back. Yeah. We say not not everybody can regenerate from that. But I feel like we've seen it very cons- consistently throughout the I'll story. Try on sometimes yeah.
1: <laughs> not yeah. the last time, apparently, but you know.
2: But we've seen it consistently from different bots. And like it was, it hasn't been like one offs or maybe like two or three. But I feel like we've seen more than than a handful of bots come back from a decapitation that it, feel, it doesn't feel as unique as they're trying to make it feel with Primus yeah. self healing.
1: Yeah, and again, Kilo, I like to say the less we think about it, the more it makes sense here. Uh, But we also find out Rung's other true purpose. He can make the Matrix of Leadership. We also discover that the Magnificent teleported tailgate from his death to Cyclonus. Oh, so that's why he's still alive. I, I guess. He's also in contact with Omega Guardians from another plane of existence. It's gets wild in these last couple of issues
2: and yeah, that one doesn't make sense either because he's like the omega guardians can't come back unless we destroy this primus it's not possible and then and then he's like but we want to come back we can come back if we do it like this and i'm like wait you're contradicting yourself you said they can't come back because they've just ascended and now you're saying they can come back if they destroy this it's like those don't don't add up i'm sorry
1: yeah there's a lot of last minute added plot, I think, that could have been not needed. Yeah. But, eventually they come up with this plan where they need to make 12 Matrixes to defeat this fake Primus, and Rung sacrifices himself to do so. The problem is the morality lock, which prevents just anyone opening the Matrix. But, what they end up doing is they pair off into groups to go on to this fake Primus, and part of the plan was to, in the future, tell there's a weird little thing that loops in on itself, but with Fort, they tell in the future, future, future Fortress Maximus to go through the war and through space and time, to the past, to when the plan is actually happening. Send Luna One, hit Primus in the back of the neck to make them transform, so they can hit the hot spots directly. Makes sense. Still with me? Good. Not really. All right, let's keep going. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of need to read this issue a couple of times. At least twice. Yeah. I really enjoy everyone opening a matrix that did. Cause at first everyone struggles. But then after Rodham's Rodimus's Rodamus Rodum and I Rodham's surprising <laughs> speech, which at first states that they are definitely not the best bots ever. But in the end, we're a great team because we're to because we did it. Not I did it. There's no I in team unless you spell it funny. Those <laughs> that open the Matrix. And I'll I'll do this from um, least surprising to most surprising. Ratchet, obviously. Misfire and Swerve. Open the same one. Lug. Riptide. I knew my little dumb boy could do it. (laughs) Tailgate. Even Team Whirl, which, you know, spoke a lot to me when he opened it. Because, you know, there's a whole arc about him being, like, so narcissistic that he's self-deprecating... To the point where he's like, I don't care if I die, but believe in him, and he's like, Yeah, I don't know. There's a whole thing yeah. there. Fun <laughs> Clash, of course, best bot that ever lived. And I was going to say eight wheeler, but that roller. Velocity, versus first aid, Nanaka, and unfortunately, Megatron isn't able to, and we get to see open it with his teeth. Overall, I think it's a wholesome moment. What do you think?
2: I think it's a wholesome moment, but I think it would have been great. And I think it would have made it amazing if Rodimus and Megatron opened it together. Yeah, because Megatron has gone through such an amazing change. And when he's stuck in the Functionist universe, he kept leading the the Rebellion against the Functionist and and all that. It was I feel like he should have been able to open it, not by himself, but maybe with Rodimus together, it would have made it a a better, you know, scene.
1: Yeah, I think anyone who leads Antifa, I mean, AVL, deserves a matrix. (laughs) Sorry, did that slip? Oh, this episode. And that's kind of what happens in this volume. We'll circle back to the Lost Lighters with issue 25 as the very last issue we read for this continuity, because it actually takes place later. Like, it doesn't take place after this. It takes place after everything else.
2: I do like Swerve and Misfire getting along. Because they yeah. kind of get was it was a Misfire or was it Finister? I can't remember right no, now. No, it's
1: Misfire. Misfire?
2: Because yeah. they get yeah, along because the they have almost the same jokes and all of that. And he's like, I like this guy. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh,
1: so good. Was, at one point, he mentions like, why does the universe hate, you know, people like us? Is like, because we make jokes or something like that. I can't remember the exact quote. And then they're like, hi, I'm Misfire. Hi, I'm Swerve
2: yes and so he's good. like where have you been or something like yeah uh, where like have a, you been yeah i, I do like so there. Good. there's one point where he's like that doesn't even make sense i love it <laughs> exactly and i'm like
1: yes they're they're mm-hmm. the two best friends that there ever was yes so is there anything else you want to talk about or shall we move to rod star rating
2: ah, that's about it so it's, it's a very confusing issue or volume but we can if you reread it and kind of take it slow then uh, some things might add up, but not all of it. <laughs> yeah, not all of it.
1: I I still believe it's a good ending or conclusion to the series. I know we still have that one issue to do, but it wraps up a lot of character arcs. I know they were rushed. They thought they had another 25 issues they were going to write, but then they were told, hey, we're ending it now. And so they had to like wrap it up in this volume. So that mm-hmm. makes sense why it felt rushed. Don't, yeah. And I... We we see Primus get defeated, but I hear from a little um, Robert Birdie that they were going to have a giant mech fight, meaning the fake Primus was going to fight Unicron at some point. But because they had to end it early,
2: that's what I always thought it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought was too, because I was reading these when they first came out. I was like, they're gonna do the giant robot fight? <laughs> no, they they could they, they didn't they ran out of time, which would have been cool. So Rod Stars Kilo, take it away.
2: Uh, it's it's a good ending. I love the closure we get for some characters. There's a couple of jumble messes here and there, especially with the guiding hand and how everything kind of happens. Uh, so um, for me, it feels like a three point five. Uh, it's just kind of like it, it's a fun read, but it just kind of misses the marks on some things. And even like even the I, I like the 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 Cyclonus with star saber fight. But again, I feel like it could have been more than Cyclone is just flipping and slashing him in half because we've seen Star Saver fight whirl and fight other characters. And he's he, he's, you know, stand toe to toe with them. It wasn't such a simple one sided fight. Sure, so sure.
1: I felt like it felt more like those old human films that I've seen. The Samurais where they are not like fighting with two swords don't actually last long, like some movies show. Mm that's what it felt like to me. But I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you in any way, yeah. shape, or form.
2: No, no, it's fine.
1: We all are entitled to our opinion. Uh, so Some are right, some are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think I agree with you, actually. I think I'm also going to give this a three and a half. A lot of the plot lines felt either rushed or, you know, the thing with the magnificence, even if you were rushed, why do it? Because it wasn't really established, the Magnificence was connected to the Omega Guardian. So just, just don't. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And then he he decides to teleport Telgate, but not do something else. Other than like inform the team early on or kind of prepare them. He just drops a bomb and he's like, "You three have yeah. to, you four have to sacrifice yourself so this works." And I'm like, "That doesn't make sense, but okay." It almost
1: feels like the Magnificent was playing as a DM, railroading their player. <laughs> i have no idea what that's like
2: i like that analogy yes
1: well that's it for rod stars we do have an email kilo we do we do we have an email yeah we have an email from galaxy star queen 77 so they sent us they sent the dm the D D group a custom made starscream for i believe this is for the starscream one shot we did with frank todaro and it looks absolutely beautiful. What do you think?
2: Oh, I, I love it. I like the I like the eyes, how they did the eyes. I really like the the the, the little dots and kind of feel it feels alive. You know, sometimes and because Transformers usually have optics, so you know they don't have mm-hmm. the pupils or like the humans do. But adding those little details to that piece makes the character feel more alive, it feels more in, like engaging is in the in the, the self portrait.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it very draws you to the eyes and it's very well done. Thank you so much, by the way, if you are listening. So special shout out to again, Galaxy Star Queen 77.
2: Thank you so much. It's so beautiful. Once we get our, our own studio here on Swerve, we get uh, one of those rooms. We'll, we'll hang it on the wall.
1: Absolutely. But. Listeners, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That's S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. Kilo, are you ready for Transformers Unicron issue 0 through 3 and Optimus Prime issue 22?
2: I'm ready. I'm ready to see what this Unicron has
1: has in store for us. Death and destruction my boy death and destruction <laughs> i think so, that was a given right it was a given it was a given because you know mm. it is the end so we will start seeing permanent deaths in probably some of the most saddest or most ironic ways possible i see Oh, like where twist jumper went who knows anyway Ooh. kilo so there's yes. this twitch from earthspark that I would like to talk to you about i mean uh, wait the web platform from methasulas I'm getting yes. all mixed up. What's the thing that you play your video games on, or who on? What's is? Do they on nobody, to you playing?
2: I'm not playing on anybody, and I'm not playing on anything Methothula's owns. It's a system on Earth that they called the the World Wide Web, the Internet, and there's a way that you can search for a website called Twitch.tv. Where you can catch me playing games, hanging out with some of my co-hosts and some of our friends that are in the D&D podcast talking about comics, Transformers, toys, watching scary games, and just having a blast. And if that's something you would like to be part of and enjoy, you can follow me on twitch.tv slash kilobyte prime, and you can chat with us live. I do have a, a Twitter, and if you want to follow me on Twitter... At Kilobyte Prime for updates on when I'm live. You can also do that there because I will notify everybody that I'm going live and you can hop in.
1: Yeah, give them a follow or on Hive or Instagram or whatever your socials are. I'm assuming yes. it's they're, Kilobyte Prime on all most Kilobyte of Prime. Yes. Why on? I definitely need to see that Matrix someday. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon. All of the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. That means we can quit our day jobs, right, Kilo? And we can do even more content.
2: Yes. Yes, we can do do more. We can do more.
1: Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files. Entry to our Discord channel, where you can chat with us live. You'll even get early access to our comic review episodes and D&D episodes a week before their public release. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway. we mentioned it earlier before, but we've never done it before. So click that subscribe button. Tell your friends it's a good time. And as always, we hope you are all staying safe out there. Thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one.
0: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spin off of DD series Transform and Rollout, the second and newest season titled First Stand of the Wreckers, with a brand new DM, a different story, and from what I hear, a better pilot episode than the last series. Sorry, not sorry, Onyx. Let's tune in for a preview now.
1: I think to myself and say it out loud. Well, well, when in Tarn, do as the Tarn nations do, oh and god. I go in the egg.
3: <laughs> what? You know,
1: <laughs> you're not in Tarn,
3: bro. What in Tarn nation? Well, it's, like,
1: it's like the what? Roman what Tarn nation. Oh my god! Because you know the you city, the Tarn
2: city. No, I know, but you're um, not. Okay. You're not in Tarn. <laughs> I know.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, but when, when you, you say when, when in Rome, Rome you, don't, you don't. You don't say it when you're in Rome. I mean, I'm sure lots of dads do, but... <laughs> that's something you would pull, Onyx. Hex got yeah, it. High five. Yeah, I, high five. I totally got it. It makes perfect sense. No, no. it does not
2: make perfect sense. No, okay, can, 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 do we uh, Regardless
1: of if all anything, these haters, if I go anything, if you're end, going, no, which no. is no. one hell of a Onyx, sentence anyway. If you're
3: doing anything, if you're going for what is like the main empire, you should do k I don't know why you picked Tarn.
2: Really? <laughs> okay, no, well, I, moving I, on. I say what I said. <laughs> Cross, as you're on the floor, you feel like a pain on your side of the of your uh, stomach area. The pain is very faint, but it's like focused in one single point. As you kind of feel like it's something like crunching on the inside.
1: Since I'm already on the ground, I just fall over to the side, fetal position.
3: What now, Cross? Something. <laughs> what? What is going on?
1: Deadpan, dead face. I'm in a lot of pain. I kick him. <laughs> you, you, what? <laughs> <laughs> Press
3: summit! Poke, poke, poke. Hey, do you need to pain. grab a stick?
0: What? What do you mean you're in a lot of pain? You're fine. A astonishing. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content such as video games containing funny comments. A link will be provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon, where you can get even more bonuses content, such as 3D files, access to their Discord, and listen to content before it is released to the public. More links will be provided below, and transmission.